Hi, I'm Christina Rudenbeck from the Oxford Astrologer website. Um, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com. And we are both astrologers, of course, uh, which is probably why you're listening to this broad podcast. I was going to say broadcast, but it's actually a podcast. Um, we get together once a month, as you probably know, and talk about the month ahead. And we're just launching into Leo month. Uh, we're waiting. Actually, you know what? We're still waiting through cancer at the moment as we record this. And it's a bit weighty, isn't it? It is a bit weighty. We're recording this one slightly earlier than usual. Um, so we're still firmly in cancer season, which has been, I don't know, a lot of emotions swirling around, <sighs> really. A lot of emotions, which I think we said last month, actually, yeah. as well. Um, Did you watch the match last night, Sally? Yes, we are recording this the day after <laughs> England lost the Euros final footy match to Italy, which was excruciating, <laughs> traumatising, exhausting. Oh, and we were so hopeful, weren't we? I was pretty helpful. I hadn't looked at the Italy chart, so I didn't make a prediction. But, you know, there was a lot of Leo, three lions. You said that. You pointed that out. But you know what I think? I think it was a high point. Anyway, they did jolly well to get there. Mm. Lovely, lovely team. Mm. Lovely Gareth Southgate. Mm -hmm. You know, roll on the World Cup. Yeah, roll on the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, so I did watch it. And and I think we spoke again last podcast about how, you know, cancer season is this sort of fervour, isn't it, where the country gets together and it's this family and the clan. Mm. Um, you know, it's tribal. It's, it's very, tribal, very and it, tribal. And both good and bad. I mean, the, the England football fans have shown themselves to be pretty awful, actually. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll just slide right over that one. And, mm. uh, I mean, otherwise, how's your month been? Well, I've, it's been quite classic um, astrology for me in a way, um, because on the full moon, which took place on June the 24th, so Cancer Capricorn full moon, I left um, a flat I've been staying in for a few months. And then I went on a uh, road trip for a couple of weeks, staying with friends and family. And then on the new moon in Cancer, I moved to my new home where I'm going to be for the next couple of months. So, I mean, how classic is that, really? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, letting go of one place, then starting something new. And for me, it's it's in my chart, you know, Cancer Capricorn. I have an Aries ascendant, so it's definitely about home where I live, family. Um, so I've actually quite enjoyed... Um, I've enjoyed uh, the last few months sort of Mary. seeing friends and family. That's been great. Sally, I have to just interrupt. Say, I had to let my I let my cat in. I just realised you're allergic. Do you need him to go away again? <laughs> I suddenly wait, thinking, oh my goodness, heart is here. Is it, my cat heart? Will he go out easily if we open the door? He will probably go out, um, you know, crossly, but he will go out. And now he's going to rub himself against you, of yeah. course. This is the Leo coming in, you know, the cattiness. Mm. It's the Leo of the month ahead. Go on, pussycat. There you go. It's go better out there. It's on, really Leo. crowded in here. <laughs> go on, pussycat. So that's our little feline Leo who's come in. He's gone out um, and gone out again. Um, and, and what about your month, Christina? How's it been for you? Uh, well, worst solstice ever. Uh, you know, um, my other cat had kittens who succumbed to 
um, feline failing fading kitten syndrome. So they, mm-hmm. they died and it was terrible. And I, you know, I, it was unspeakably awful actually. Um, uh, but aside from that, which threw the whole family into a sort of a turmoil of mourning, mm-hmm. which we happened, you know, on the Jupiter station, when Jupiter was stationing and making a trine to the sun in Cancer. So it was all very emotional as well. And it was a very, it was extraordinary as an encounter with life and death. Um, you know, the arrival of life and the arrival of death within mm. 48 hours. Mm. Um, so that was pretty heavy, heavy stuff, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still kind of making sense of that. It was interesting for my daughters to experience that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kitty herself is fine, having had to go to Kitty Cat Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, she has recovered, and she has recovered her mm-hmm. delight in catching and eating dragonflies. You'll be glad to hear. But the babies are now buried in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, a, a huge kind of Cancerian-type yeah. event. I often think, you know, when you look at the the wheel of the zodiac cancer is at the bottom and it's mm-hmm. the womb and the tomb. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was womb, the womb tomb. the tomb. Bish bosh. Yeah. Right away. And yeah. right on that solstice. It was quite, yeah. it was extraordinary. Yeah. Um, it was, a, you know, and it was one of those situations where I stayed up all night. I haven't done that in a long time since mm-hmm. I had my own babies. In fact, I think yeah. I had, so I stayed up all night and then saw the dawn coming, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the dawn of a new life. It was like yeah. the end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it felt quite momentous actually. Um, the real cycle of life, mm-hmm. the wheel mm-hmm. turning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yay. Oh, that was cheerful, wasn't it? <laughs> um, uh, shall we move quickly on to Leo's, yeah, which is Leo's what we're, season. we're season. what we're looking forward to. Yeah. Are you looking forward to Leo season? Yeah, I love Leo season. I mean, the sun is, you know, it's in its sign of rulership in Leo. It's kind of in the northern hemisphere, the height of summer in a way, mm-hmm. with the sun in Leo, you know, and there's it's been dreadful weather during cancer season. Lots of rain here in the UK. Um, but looking at the forecast, it looks like there's some sunshine on the way. So, yes, I'm looking forward to, to that tremendously, actually. Um, you know. A bit of dryness. Um, yeah, yeah, I, and Leo's in general. I love Leo's. I have lots of. I live with a Leo, and I have many Leo friends. Mm. Uh, I need Leo's in my life because mm. I need to hold my hands to the fire. Otherwise, I'm too wet. You know, I need them to dry me out. Mm. Um, I find them, uh, you know, generous, fun, mm. exciting, mm. Uh, charming. Uh, you know, sometimes very overbearing, of course. Mm. That Leo bossiness can be kind of annoying. Mm. Well, it needs channeling. Yeah. It needs channeling. I mean, I, the Leos I know um, are great organisers. Yes. Super organisers. Give them something to do. Yeah. And then they can be in charge. They can boss other people around in a way that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get them, you know, and they're often at the centre of some kind of, I don't know, a church or a community or... A project. A something. project yeah. or their company. You know, that's where the sun shines bright in Leo. It's kind of, you know, wants to be a leader, doesn't it? It wants to take centre stage and have everyone else mm. um, 
doing what they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also not, uh, you know, they'll get accused of showing off all the time. And this is not necessarily true at all, mm-hmm. I, I find. You know, they just actually want to make things happen. They want life to grow. Um, yeah. It's a fixed sign, though. Yeah. You know, and uh, that is often overlooked, that the Leos can be very fixed. Yeah. And quite hard to shift. Well, I think that's the bossiness as well. I think yes. it's, the, it's fixed fire, you know, yeah. it's, it's I'm right kind of thing. This is how we're going to do things. Mm. Um, that's what it flips into. And they're often all right, you know. Yeah. It's often easier just to say, yeah, right, you go ahead. We'll just trot along behind. Mm. Um, mm. Yes, I find that I think that's one of the reasons I find Leo's quite relaxing. Mm. It's because they're very happy to sort of organize. Mm. And, you know, if you if you're not that interested in being... Mm. being the organizer, then you can just sort of swim along and do the stuff that you're really interested in. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, also, I think for me, there's often a bit of myth around Leo's that yeah. we think of them as, you know, the performer. Yeah. Um, and there are some, you know, there's classic Mick Jagger, Madonna, mm. you know, there's, there are big personalities, but there's only a few Leos like that. I mean, a lot of mm. Leos I know are actually quite shy, mm. um, quite reserved, don't want to be. And people, it's funny that you mentioned Madonna and Mick Jagger. Of course, Madonna's a fantastically good producer and organizer. Yeah. You know, why is she so successful? Because she's very well organized. Yeah. You know, and she hires the right people. And I think that is a very Leo mm. thing, is to be able to find the right person for the right job. Yeah. And that's why they're good organizers as well. Yeah. As long as they're not trying to, you know, not trying to do everything themselves, as long as they understand that. Mm. that you actually just hire the best yeah. person mm. or get the best person to do it if you're volunteering. Um, I don't know about Mick Jagger. He's very good with organizing his money, isn't he? That's always, he's famously good with cash. And his wives and children. Does he organize them? Or I does don't he know, just... but he always seems to have this massive family around yeah. him, I think. So. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Mm. Um, yeah. What about Jerry Hall and Rupert Murdoch? What was she? What's she thinking? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> That's an aside. Maybe it's wealth. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Could she be interested in sort of old men with a lot of money? I don't know. Um, well, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Okay. Um. Um. Yes. Because I wanted also. That, I mean, for me, there's. I was just looking at who was in the news, Leos, and there's a couple immediately who leapt out. Benefer. Do you know who I'm talking about? Benifer. <laughs> Benifer. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Again? Double Leos. They're back in a relationship. They just can't keep up, keep away from They're each other. They're back in they? a relationship. They're, they both have Sun, Mercury and Leo. So mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be like a mutual they admiration society. Yeah. You know? I love you. I love you. <laughs> I think that's really charming. How nice for them to it's, be back it together. It is charming. And also what's interesting astrologically is when they got together last time was 2002 when the nodes were in Gemini and Sagittarius. It's the exact same nodal cycle. Mm. So it's been, you know, come this new nodal cycle, they're back together, the two oh, Leos. Oh, bless. That's so sweet. I thought that was quite, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Oh, I hope it works out this time. It's also kind of that fixed thing as well, is that actually maybe they maybe that he was the one or she was the one really first time mm. round. Mm. Um, so no, I haven't been following that closely. Oh, obviously, okay. okay. Well, I haven't been following it closely. It was just because I was looking in the news to see which Leos were leaping out. And... Yeah, do they have offspring together? or Anything now? No, they don't. But they have their own families, I think. So it's one big happy, just family. a grand amour. Hopefully. 
Uh, how pleasant. Um, and of course, the England Jeff Kane. No, not Jeff Kane. Jeff Kane. Who's Jeff Kane. Harry, Harry. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Leo. Yeah. 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 And he did well. He did really well, didn't he? I think they all they all did well. Mm. I hope they're proud. I hope they're proud. It's the first final mm. the men have reached mm. since 1966. That's a tremendous achievement, you yeah. know, really tremendous. And I know it will hurt, but the fact that we lost to penalties again. But um, yeah, he's a lovely Lee, and there he is in charge of his team, captain of the England team. Yeah, that's the right placement charge. for him. Yeah, it is definitely. Um, sorry, Harry, that I called you Jeff. Mm. Who is Jeff Kane? That's the interesting. That's the next question. Um, yes. Okay. So month ahead, what are we thinking? Well, I mean, straight away, there's an interesting, you know, the interesting thing astrologically is that we're going to have two full moons. Yeah. Um, which is unusual, but this always happens once a year, I think, doesn't it? As the, you know, the zodiac sort of change and shift. Um, because it's kind of a 28, 29 day cycle and not the full 30, 31. So there always comes a time in the year when you're going to have um, full moons in the same sign, two back to back. So we have one that starts Leo season on July 24th at one degree Aquarius. And then we have another full moon in cutting across the Leo Aquarius axis on August the 22nd at 29 Aquarius. So we have these bookends actually to Leo season. Um, of these rather spectacular full moons, actually. Well, the first one is really, really important, okay, for people to pay attention to. Why? Because it's in the same spot that um, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction happened in in uh, back in December, and it's pinging that spot again. Mm -hmm. So it's it may activate something that started then. Um, and also, it's... The Jupiter is about to move back into Aquarius as well. So we have the Aquarius full moon. Then a few days later, Jupiter moves back into Aquarius. So that all that Aquarius energy is, is building up again. Yeah. It's coming back again, mm. which is also in opposition to Leo, right? It's in, in opposition to that sun in Leo, mm. that energy. But that's the, I think that's interesting to keep an eye on. I mean, obviously, especially for Aquarians, right? But for all the fixed signs, and all the air signs is what happened pretty much everybody really, but what happened around in the end of last year for you, it may be not something personal mm. or it may be very personal, mm. but it's worth seeing what came to an end, what came to a beginning. And this can be something that started them actually coming to its first flower or coming to its first fruition um, or coming to your coming to a realization or an understanding or being able to look at at that from a distance and figure out what it actually was. Hmm. Um, and interesting that you say look at it from a distance because of course Aquarius is a very objective sign. Mm. It's a time to almost detach yourself from your emotions in some way and to look at things a bit more rationally. I think with the moon. In Aquarius, maybe. Um, yeah, I, and I think the reason I was thinking about distance is also just because it's a full moon, so the sun is looking at the moon. Yeah. Um, and that sh so shining a light on maybe your emotions around the thing that happened in December. Okay. 
Yeah, mm. possibly. Mm. Um, and this may absolutely ring no bells for certain people, mm. but for a lot of people, there will have been some kind of ending and some kind of beginning around that. Mm. And I already know, um, you know, so thinking about a client of mine, you know, Jupiter was in Aquarius for the first five months of this year. So things that were seeded or started to flourish, you can perhaps go back and work on them again with Jupiter and Aquarius now until the end of December. Mm. Having had a kind of wet and fuzzy summer so yeah. far, it, it's beginning to go. And that will be triggered around, sorry, it's my other cat is now wondering if she's going to come in, but we all, can't let her in. All the felines. All the felines are coming. <laughs> the Leo felines. Um, we're together, by the way, for the first time in. Oh, I don't know. Ever. A long time. Long time. The yeah. first time in forever. We're actually recording this in the same spot. Which is lovely. Yeah, which is really great. Mm. Um, okay, so that's a really important full moon. Um, and, you know, I think for, like, it's important for the um, Geminis, for example. Because um, why, why do you say that? Because the Gemini's. I'm just thinking that it's actually making little. It's making a little tune slightly with the uh, nodes. So you, Gemini's been oh, having okay. having the the nodes going through their sign. So there's mm -hmm. been a lot of change. There's been a lot of gates opening. But, you know, my little Gemini daughter is starting a new school. You know, we'll be starting a new school in mm -hmm. September. So there's been these doors opening and there may be a, an emotional release, I think, for mm. um, Gemini's. And actually thinking about it from her point of view, literally the full moon is in the house of higher education. Okay. Um, so, and I'm also thinking, you know, the other air, the other air sign Libra, it's going to be pinging around with that, with, you know, if you've got planets in Libra as well, this um, full moon. It's quite helpful. I mean, it could be about romance. You know, if there, if there was something romantic that happened, mm. Mm. especially back in December, you thought it died or it went away. It may now it may come back. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it, that the first full moon that we're looking at, July twenty fourth, is on it's on a weekend as well. Mm. So I think you know there's a celebratory feel mm. about it for mm. particularly for the air signs. Yeah. Um, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, a great time to get together with other people, to say yes to social events, to be around people as well. Um, Leo and Aquarius, this could be quite an important Leo season for relationships. Mm, for both so. signs, actually. I mean, you've got two full moons, and full moons, they bring matters to completion, to culmination. Mm. You see things more clearly during the full moon. They bring matters to a head. So the fact that you've got, you know, a full moon at the beginning of Leo and Aquarius and then another one a month later at the end of Leo and Aquarius, this could be kind of quite a momentous time for relationships. Some big decisions um, need to to um, be handled or to be looked at more closely. So I think an important full moon for those two signs mm -hmm. for relationships. Yeah, I think so too. But I think actually because we have the... There's that bookends of the full moons. It means that the whole this whole month, um, for Leo's anyway, is very much about the other person. Mm. Actually, speaking of you know about the other person, about the relationship, um, and for the for Aquarian and for Aquarians also, isn't it? You know, they you're going to be and it instead of having just that full moon moment and then it moves on. Actually, there's a kind of flood of feeling going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I notice also that at the same time, there's um, 
an opposition or a full moon, a full thing between Jupiter in Pisces and Venus in Virgo in that first week of, you know, the end of July, the first week of Leo, mm-hmm. um, which is quite interesting as well. I mean, it's interesting, nice for Virgo that you're going to be having Venus in your sign um, for the next three weeks. Um, but also good, interesting for Pisces. So again, this is about relationships, that opposition and that, you know, it's exact on the 22nd of July, but with those two being in opposite signs, that's for the rest of the month, pretty much until the rest of our time. When does she move into, um, Libra, Libra, I'm just checking. She was over oh, the 16th, 16th of, August. of August. Yeah. So Venus and Virgo, um, the whole of this Leo season until the 16th of August. Yeah. So for, you know, for, for Pisces, this does mean, you know, you have support, you have friendship, you have love yeah. available to you. Yeah. And, and for Virgos, it means, you know, you're, you've got a bit of luck on your side, mm. Mm. um, or you're lovable mm. or you have love to give or you're popular. Yeah, popular. Venus, I think Venus in your star sign is a time when it's worth using your charm. Yeah. Because, you know, you can really attract the right things, the right people to you. Um, so use Venus in Virgo for the Virgos, definitely. Um, I was also going to say, I think this full moon on July 24th that we're looking at could be interesting for Scorpio as well. Um, and I say that because... Um, Mars remains in Leo in your career sector until the 29th of July. So Mars is completing its movement through your career sector, career vocation, your future path. And full moons often bring things to completion. The sun is in your career sector. So it's likely, I think, for Scorpios in particular to be quite a decisive time with regard to, you know, the bigger picture thinking about what next. Some things may be coming to an end or you may be stepping up and moving into a new role, taking on something new, but it feels quite powerful. And this is the area to really consider and look at uh, during Leo season as well. And you have, again, these two powerful full moons bookending Leo season. So it does feel like stepping up in some way. Well, it's interesting that you point that out because I like, so basically Mars has been in Leo for the whole, for a long time now, for five weeks, I suppose, six weeks. Uh, and it leaves Leo on the 29th of July. Mm. But before leaving Leo, it makes this um, opposition to Jupiter, still in, Pi- still in, um, sorry, to Jupiter going back into Aquarius, which is really interesting. So Jupiter leaves Pisces goes into Aquarius, makes an opposition to Mars pretty much all on the same day um, or within 24 hours, 48 hours. So these two are clashing across the sky. And then a month later, you get the full moon on the same spot Yeah. Um, on the 22nd of August. Yeah. So there's a lot of activity around that, that point, which is the kind which is the um, axis of, zero Pisces Virgo or 29 Mm. Leo Aquarius. And And if you have any planets there, um, then you may expect some, some big, some, some things to happen actually. Yeah. And also 29 Leo is uh, regulus. Yeah, absolutely. It's a royal star. So it's about leadership status actually. So it could be really quite exciting. Look what comes in Mm. um, during that period towards the end of the month. Um, 
I Donald Trump has got that rising. Twenty nine Leo. Yeah, has he? Yeah, he does. So it'll be interesting Look for to Donald watch that. Trump come rushing in. Yeah, very possibly. Or or you know, rushing in, being big in the news, or his this clash on the 29th of July, you know, um, Jupiter, his opposition is actually probably stronger than he is. So we'll see. It's interesting. Mm, mm. Um, but there's a lot, Mars, Jupiter oppositions for me, there's a lot of energy, enthusiasm, isn't there? Yeah. Vigor and passion around them actually. Which is Trumpian actually also as well. I mean, mm. he's, he's, you know, that got that hot, fiery energy because he also has got Mars rising there. Mm-hmm. So he, it's literally, he's having a Mars return with Jupiter opposite. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I think he'll be very, very angry mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. because of the people opposite him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would watch that. But for, on a personal level, I think that's very interesting. Bunch of stuff happening. Um, at both ends of the month that we're talking about there. And that is sort of affects both the fixed signs and the mutable signs. So can we say what they are? Yeah, go. Um, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, fixed. Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, Pisces, mutable. So keep an eye out that 29th of July in particular. Mm. Um, And this is, by the way, this is actually could be quite good, having said that... um, uh, it could be quite a good energy. It's quite a positive energy. Mm. It's good if you need help or people to come help you or to, um, for the people who have, um, you know, if you've got Leo rising, um, or Leo, the sun in Leo, you know, it's the, it's the help may come to you. So you can go out and ask for it with Mars in your sign. Mm. Um, and, and also I kind of, you know, with, I think this may be something for, for everyone, actually. But yeah. moving into Leo season, you know, it is a time to be bold. It is mm. a time to be more courageous. You know, there's the sun in Leo. It's the heart of the lion. It's a time to really, um, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of thinking a bit like, you know, stepping up to take a penalty, Harry Kane, you oh. know, in front of the world. You know, mm. it's that sort of just really sort of gird your loins mm. and, and do something bold and courageous during Leo season. Um, that's that's what you're being encouraged to do during this period of the year. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you're speaking to, to, to that as someone with Aries rising. Yes, <laughs> you really are. Because to me, I'm because I. Do you know? In fact, I have Leo rising, and I'm thinking I, in a more static way mm-hmm. about it. To me, it's it's like, is it about actually? I mean, it is because it's Mars in my sign, so in in my rising sign, my rising sign. So, it is partly about bold action, having to go do something. But there's a sense with fixed signs that it's also about a maintenance job. Mm-hmm. You know, having to maintain something or shore something up or look after business mm. in a slightly different way than then stepping up to do, to take that penalty. It's interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course it's back to Harry Kane or Jeff Kane, as he's known by me. Uh, <laughs> um, um, you know, he had the boldness of, of, of Mars in his, mm. in his sign mm. at that moment, which was mm. incredibly helpful. Mm. Um, not helpful enough has mm. to be said. Well, he did score the penalty, actually, in the he, penalty shootout. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, um, 
so should we move on a little bit from yeah, the yes. moon because we can come back to the final full moon as well but what about moving you know as we move into into august i mean i think an important thing to say is the fact you know we've, we've already really mentioned that venus will be in virgo until the 16th of course we've got mars in virgo throughout august now because it leaves leo moves into virgo so for virgos take note of that you've got you know you've got the planet of action and intrepidation in your star sign in in august so that's going to probably give you a bit more drive ambition um maybe to tidy your bookshelves or do <laughs> your filing or your admin as it's in virgo but even so it's there you know it's there bringing something new to the mix it's a very different mars in virgo from uh leo um more orderly in a way craft yeah, craft it's the crafts person as well isn't it it's very good for crafts and detailed work i think mars in virgo there's a preciseness about it a precision yeah, I think it's pretty good for sports, actually, or, or you know, um, perfection, you know, body beautiful and all that. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that generally, you know, applies across the board. Good time to sort of get healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, Virgo being a sign of health. Yes, but absolutely. I'm just wondering, you know, particularly, you know, who, whose sixth house that's moving into. Because um, that's quite interesting when you get Mars moving into your sixth house. It's Aries. Yeah. So, and funnily enough, I was just thinking about, you know, Aries rising. Mm. So Aries rising, sun in Aries, you know, I was thinking about a new health regime, actually. Yeah. Something I want to be doing regularly, creating new habits around my health. So very good time to do so for Aries, actually. Yeah. So that's what I would say in particular. And it's interesting also that if you think about the that axis for you know the, not the axis but the sixth house and virgo and six four aries essentially these are both signs associated with the body yeah um are. so health kick for everybody we're all so going to be running and jogging so start my bodybuilding career in august <laughs> <laughs> yeah please don't start taking the steroids which would be another thing <laughs> no i won't um, you know uh, the other thing is you know is watching your iron levels and, and watching your anger levels when you, uh, if, when Mars comes into your sign, you know, this is for Virgo. Um, and for Pisces, you know, watching who's, who's angry with you, you know, who's, there's a good side to it when you have Mars in your opposite sign, which is that you may meet a very attractive Marsy person. Mm-hmm. And there's a difficult side, which is you may attract more aggressive people. Yeah. And don't be a victim. Don't play the victim or be a doormat. I kind of feel as well mm. with that, you know, make sure that you meet them halfway. You, you stand up to people in a way. So there's a quality there that it doesn't become imbalanced. What do we think of the um, new moon on the 8th of August? In Leo. I think it's lovely. Mm. Really lovely, actually. I mean, there's it's... It's so, um, a wide conjunction to Mercury and Leo. So Mercury is in Leo, isn't it, from the end of July until, I think, August the 12th. Um, so it feels, for me, kind of, it does feel a bit dramatic. It does feel a bit take centre stage. It does feel, you know, your turn to shine in a way with this new moon. Um, I, I, it makes a square to Uranus. In oh, Taurus. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It's at 16 degrees, isn't it? And Uranus is at 14. Yeah. So it's just after the, you know, it it may trigger that Uranus again. Mm. So that's quite interesting. For I mean, for Taurians, 
it's uh, right down there in your home sector. So it's like, you know, mm. new stuff happening in the family. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I also wonder about it for, for Leo's again, it's, it could be kick off something with your career or your visibility. Mm. Um, yeah. And for Scorpios again, I think this is a big career new moon. Yeah. Starting something new and also possibly finding a new partnership. Mm. Uh, or someone new, you know, a, a someone stimulating or your current, you know, whoever, if you work with someone, wait yeah. a second, Sally, you're a Scorpio. I don't want you finding a new partnership. <laughs> um, was this a subtle way of getting rid of me, Christina? No, it's not. It's a subtle way of saying, I'm the Uranus in your life. Or one of them, one of many Uranians in your life, which is yeah. your astrological partner, the Uranus. <laughs> um, Absolutely, yeah. Uranus in my relationship sector. No, yeah. mm, but I see. I get what you're coming. I get where you're coming from with that. And um, I think also this new moon is interesting. I mean, it is moving away from the. I mean, the sun opposes Saturn on the second of August, and then square Uranus on the sixth of August, and the new moon on August the eighth. So for me, there is something about being true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like moving away from you know the consensus or what everyone else is doing or all the issues that are going on out in the world, whatever this big Saturn Uranus square and, and reminding yourself who you are and being true to who you are. Um, again, I think for the fire signs, this is particularly key Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Um, and, you know, for harnessing your sort of talents, your skills, your self-expression in a way with this new moon putting yourself first. Um, so it feels very individual to me, actually. Well, it's Leo is the sign of the individual and the sign of creativity and self-expression and playfulness. Mm. Um, and that's what we should all remember. You know, that's why it's, it happens in August, right? When we're all supposed to be, you know, I don't know, gambling in the waves mm. or windsurfing off Mystique or wherever <laughs> we aren't. Um, or, um, or in our case, dredging the pond. Um, yes. So that new moon is in that particular part of the sky, which is generally about playfulness. I mm. mean, especially for the Aries rising, mm. um, or the, or the Aries sun, you know, or, um, also, or, you know, Sagittarians, as you say, for these fire signs. Mm. Um, mm. I also think, you know, looking at this new moon, I just want to talk about Cancer and Capricorn as well. Because I think this month in general, you know, where all the key activity is going on is in your money sectors. The two full moons fall across your financial axis of the um, horoscope. And this new moon is in Cancer's personal money sector. It's in Capricorn's joint finance sector. So I think for those two signs, the, there may be a strong focus on on security and and thinking about new projects, new investments. And that this new moon may be the time when... Um, it's right to kind of strike while the, the iron is hot. That's the right. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. Um, and also, I, you know, speaking of money, cash money, uh, you know, for Leo's, this may be a month when you're having to spend a lot or you may be able to make a lot as well. It's actually quite lucky for money. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, maybe not so much for Aquarians, but for definitely for Leo's. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, Aquarius, you've got Jupiter back in your star sign. Yeah. Um, you know, it moves back to 22 degrees Aquarius by October. 
and then turns direct and continues through your star sign until the end of the year. So particularly those of you in Aquarius who are born sort of in the last 10 days of Aquarius season, which is, she says, round about February the 6th to February the 18th. You know, you're going to have Jupiter, big Jupiter transit going on, coming back over your sun in Aquarius. Um, so you're lucky. So you it's know? lucky. It's lucky. Um, you know, look out for those new opportunities coming in. Mm. Um, be expansive. See see where you can grow your life in some way. The, the return of Jupiter to Aquarius may be quite useful for a lot of people. Um, because Jupiter in Pisces has been so expansive and so confusing. Yeah. Um, I think that actually we may return, you know, after having thought, uh, greeted Jupiter's arrival in Pisces with some enthusiasm, mm. because Jupiter loves being in Pisces, mm. uh, it's good, quite good for Jupiter cr to crawl out onto the dry and rocky shore of Aquarius for a while, mm. which happens on the 29th of July and will go on until the end of December, mm. um, to get things done and get things actually maybe a bit more organized. Ooh, that is a huge alarm going off. Mm. I do apologize mm. or some electrical equipment in the neighboring garden. Mm. Um, but it's a good time, you know, those coming five months with Jupiter back in Aquarius is it's important to be thinking about how you organize your life, everybody. Mm. Um, because this is an, a sign that's actually very organized and organized about thinking about um, concepts and strategies for the future so that you can be maybe less overwhelmed next time Jupiter comes back into Pisces, which will mm. be next year um, and have better channels of whatever it is for you, maybe channels of communication, mm. for instance, for certain people to make sure those are actually running smoothly. It's how you're connecting. It may be how you're connecting to other people or communicating with other people that is very important with this Jupiter and Aquarius. Jupiter, sorry, Aquarius being one of the social signs. Yeah. yeah um, it's kind of getting the, the team, isn't it? Getting the it's team getting board. the team on board. It's getting the canals built or the railway built. Yeah. And finished by the end of December. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another star sign I think this is important for is Taurus as well. Because yeah. Jupiter's back in your career and vocation sector in Aquarius. So really important time to to be considering your next steps, your future path, and really lining up plans for that. I mean, I just want to kind of... I, mean, being, I think this is a place to be very ambitious. I'm back yeah. to my Taurians. You know, I know this has been my advice this year for a lot of the time for mm. Taurians, but Taurus, be ambitious mm. because you've got a lot of power mm. behind you. You've got the Uranian power of change and you've got that Jupiter back up in the, um, out at the top of your chart, mm. giving you opportunities. You will have, you may meet the man, you know, you will have the opportunity to meet the top people mm. or woman or woman. Exactly. Mm. Um, and Saturn is up there as well. And this is, you know, this is a planet of ambition. You know, if you have ambitions, think of how you're going to build the ladder to reach them. And these are not ambitions necessarily about, you know, becoming the chief CEO of a bank or whatever, but, you know, ambitions for happiness or ambitions for a family, having creating a family or ambitions to create, uh, a, um, 
a garden or to create or ambitions to make a to create a team you know mm. um so be ambitious mm. and taurus mm. needs to reach out yeah and jupiter is good for um i'm thinking as well it's good for education yep so it might be qualifications it's also um good in publishing so it mm. might be you know getting that book written there's different ways it can play out. Jupiter is particularly strong in certain areas, you know, the law, travel, education, publishing, hospitality, actually. Mm. Jupiter's hospitality, too. Um, I, I just this too, I just want to say that I, I want to pick up on what you were saying about Jupiter in Pisces, because Jupiter's just touched its toe into Pisces, May 13th to, and it will be July 28th when it leaves, and... I mean, I think both you and I, Christina, agree that in many ways it's been such a blooming confusing time. Mm. You know, things have just changed so suddenly, so quickly. Um, You know, travel being one of them over here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't even start. I mean, it's just you can do this and that. No, you can't do that. I mean, we've just had to sort of go with the flow in a way that's been more confusing and meandering than, than easy and and intuitive in a way mm. um it it's not i mean there's some things i've loved about jupiter and pisces again here in the in england you know seeing live music live theater has been just divine and and i hope that continues to grow um and that next year it comes back bigger and better because that's it's so important for that emotional connection and for meaning in life and i've loved that side of it but it has been it has felt very um like we're swimming around in circles. So I do agree with you that I think Jupiter and Aquarius, we're going to be able to get our those little ducks lined up in a row now instead of all swimming in opposite directions. Well, and, and we've also understood what Jupiter and Pisces means more effectively. Mm. So, you know, um, one of the, the theatre thing I did go to the theatre, which was fantastic. I went to see Ray Fiennes in... Um, Reciting the Four Quartets by T.S. Eliot, which is a huge metaphysical meditation on time uh, and our connection to God, to the divine, which sounds really heavy duty. It was actually heavy duty, quite frankly, but it was also amazing and fantastic exposition of a very difficult set of poems um, and an exploration of the numinous, the unsayable. The whole poem is about how you can't, how difficult it is to speak about things, certain things, mm. about effing the ineffable. Mm. Um, and I think that that connection to the divine or the ineffable is an incredibly powerful experience. Um, and it connected these things of Jupiter and Pisces and Neptune and Pisces, which are art and emotion and mysticism because mm-hmm. it's a mystical poem and spirituality it, yeah and it was an incredible experience to be somewhere as uptight as oxford mm. uh, in a the- and having a theatrical experience where a very you know great shakespearean actor had found a route to make people think about the myst- the mystery mm. essentially to get people thinking about the mystery. And mm. that is something that we should, we will all be, that's beautiful waters that we can swim in again next year. And that we should swim in, be swimming in, you know, for the last week of this, of July still. Um, but we may want to think about how we can bring that into our lives without just being kind of overwhelmed by it. Mm. Mm. I like that a lot. 
I think that's important. And and I think for everyone as well, really take a close look at what Jupiter in Pisces, how's it, how it's been for yeah. you. I'm sure there's some, for some people it's been very magical and, you know, um, quite extraordinary actually. Well, also, and specifically, I would say look also around that sol- the solstice already when Jupiter turned was stationing yeah. and trining the sun. What yeah. was happening to you? How were you feeling? What was your connection? And it may not have been kind of, it's not, we make a mistake sometimes of thinking that Pisces is all fairy lights. Mm. And actually Pisces has got these, um, is d- dark, deep. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a whale. It's, or it's inside the mouth of the whale. Belly but, of the whale. Well, even. did you see that guy who actually got swallowed by yes. a whale? He, he was inside a whale's mouth. Yes, I did see that. That was so apt, yeah. the idea of being inside the mouth of the whale and then being spat out again. Yeah. And that, essentially, that image is where we are now. Mm. You know, we're still, Sally and I are still talking. When we're inside the whale, we're going to be spat out. Yeah. At the end of July, but we're going back in. Yeah. So you better figure out how you're going to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, we're going back in next year. Next year on the 29th of December. Mm. Yeah. So I, I do think that's really important. Also, just kind of moving ahead a little bit, yeah. looking ahead, I'm quite interested by what's happening before this next full moon on August the 22nd. So at 29 Aquarius, the sun will oppose Jupiter. Yeah. On the 20th, on the same day that Uranus turns retrograde in Taurus. So maybe, you know, some of these themes that we're talking about, this feels like it's another important date, another Mm. important turning point in a way. And it chimes back with that date at the end of July when you have all that stuff happening around that 29 degrees of uh, Leo Aquarius on the 20th of July and zero degrees Pisces Mm. um, Aries. Mm. Um, so yes, so that comes back again at the end of this month. Yeah. And that could be, you know, it could be really sort of exciting and being swept along on things Mm. and the God of change Uranus comes in and there's excitement Mm. or you could be in an experience where you're feeling overwhelmed and like, here comes change again and I've got to be flexible and adaptable and now what? So, you know, when you get this big astrology, it can play out either way, I always think. Yeah, yeah. It can go either direction. Mm. And that's the thing people need to understand about astrology in general is that it's always on an axis. Yeah. Um, you know, these, these energies are always on an axis. There's mm. like two extremes. Mm. Things can go either way. Um, Uranus also turns retrograde on the 20th of August mm. in amongst all this. And, you know, when a planet goes retrograde, it intensifies for a while. Yeah. You know, so it's really intense at 14 degrees, 47 of Taurus. Mm. And it's pinging everything else, you mm. know, that anything that's at, at those um, at that degree, again, especially in fixed signs, but also in the other signs, you know, if you've got anything at 14 degrees, mm around that 20th of August time, it's having an, you know, it's being intensely um, uh, stimulated, especially because Mercury is involved with that as well. And Mars, actually. Both Mercury and Mars in Virgo trying the Uranus as it turns retrograde. So, I mean, that's... Brilliant ideas may come to you and buy the truckload at that point. And you may change your mind and set off definitively in a new direction. Yes. Um, 
it's it's quite extraordinary astrology that I, I i find it quite exciting actually i think it's good i i think it's pretty it can be very good and then you know and then you have this full moon it's 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 a lot mm. all happening at once mm. so i mean one thing is uh i think it could be stressful for certain people mm. actually yeah. I would say this is quite stressful and I wouldn't put yourself in a stressful situation around the 22nd of August. I would put yourself in a situation where you can be open to ideas, open to conversation, Mm. open to an exchange with another person, Mm. but not where you're kind of stuck going to be stuck in a traffic jam in outside Boulogne, you know? Yeah. Um, Because it's not going, it's, there's a sort of uh, scratchiness also I think around that despite the fact that there's trines going on there's a slight scratchiness around when you have Mars Mercury conjunctions and when you have Mars Mercury conjunctions doing something pretty exact with Uranus that can be um, tricky Mm, so that's from the 19th to the 22nd of yeah. August, actually. I mean, I love Mercury-Mars conjunctions. Um, you know, that happens in Virgo on the 19th for walking your talk. Yeah. You know, putting your money where your mouth is, doing what you say. You've got, you know, the god of communication, the god of action, working together. Okay, let's make this happen. It's in an earth sign. It feels productive. Yeah, um, I find it's very good for being very clear about your ideas, you know, especially yeah. in Virgo, yeah. um, having great cr- clarity of thought. Yeah. So if you need to edit something, you need to get something, actually, uh, you need to cut something in particular. Yeah. You need to express yourself clearly uh, without any f- flim flam or faff. Yeah. That's a great time to do it. And with the Uranus pinging in with that Uranus brings really original ideas mm. and so for, you know this is great for Virgo actually great for Taurus and Capricorn I think all the earth signs yeah. it could be very creative yeah. very creative productive time for the earth signs in particular yeah and it you'll feel a huge relief because of cutting through because mm. at the moment right now as we're doing this we're in a sort of wash mm. it's all a bit confusing and I think this is also a moment of getting a lot less confused, mm. especially with as Mars goes when Mars goes into Virgo. This is you know, getting rid of the confusion, cutting through, having a clearer vision, and having focus. Mm. And I would say one of the problems with July, or one of, not problems, just situations. That's what July is, and June has been this uh, dissolving focus. Mm. It's been very hard to focus. Mm. Mm. So. You know, as the planets leap into Virgo, as they do towards the end of July, start getting organized, start making lists, start dealing with things that are real, you know, get realistic about your planets as well. I like this month coming up. I think it's very, it's a big month. It feels exciting. Um, but it, it, it does feel like there's the opportunity to sort of, to get more done and, and get some things in place that you may not have been able to to put in place. Yeah. We're about finally moving into the this sort of fixed period, which is always pretty, which is helpful. The sign of a fixed sign is helpful. Mm. Mm. Um, I, you know, I think that it's still, because as we've been in this state of confusion, it's still too early to know exactly which way the wind is blowing. Mm. So I would still be holding my finger. I would start to hold my finger up at this point to see which way the wind blows. Mm. Mm. Um, because 
up until now, it's like at the moment we're in a, um, a wind, a windy situation, you know, where the wind just keeps on moving around, mm. coming from different angles. Mm. In August, we may begin to see which way it's actually blowing. Mm. Mm. And that, I, you know, the that full moon on August the 22nd, it pulls in Jupiter as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So you've got a moon-Jupiter conjunction, the sun opposite Jupiter as well, at 29 degrees, sun on Regulus. Could be impressive for some people. Well, and I mean, we always say this with the full moon, but this is, it seriously is a very emotional one because mm. of the Jupiter yeah. uh, adding to the emotions. Mm. Although in Aquarius. Although in Aquarius, but you know, Aquarians, the moon in Aquarius, we both have kids with moon in Aquarius. <laughs> you know what they're like. They're very emotional. Um, yeah, a moon in Aquarius to me mm. is just as emotional, but in a different way. Yeah. It's the mind can yeah. really go running, can't it? It can go running. Yeah. Um, so it can be clever and creative or it can be anxiety making and um, scattered. Yeah. As well as a scattered energy too. So. Um, okay. So I think I quite like this month. I think it's really interesting astrologically. Mm. Um, and I think that's it. I'm going to wrap up now. Okay. Uh, see you next month. All right. Have a lovely uh, time with the sun in Leo. Hope you find some sunshine. Yeah. But not too hot. Because uh, I know some places around the world are overheating. Oh, my God. I, I mean, know. that was the other thing. I mean, I'll just say this finally. That was the other thing about the last month is, you know, the story, the real story is climate change. Yeah, it is. Um, and the overwhelming, mm. the overwhelmingness of that is uh, emotional uh, is too difficult for most people to mm. deal with yeah or comprehend um, or comprehend and that mm. was the stupid in Pisces is over sudden overwhelm yeah. Yeah, yeah um okay see you next month on that cheerful note bye bye see you next month bye <laughs>